book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell somebody I'm getting ready to be blessed. You may take your seats. Isaiah 41. 9. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not. For I want you to hear the Lord talking to you. Fear thou. I want you to hear him talking to you now. Fear thou not. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Look, behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive or fight with you will thee, with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, look for them, and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk, my sub-thought is under the influence. Well, let me go ahead and give you my, my, my topic. Breaking the influence of fear. Breaking the influence of fear. The purpose of this lesson is to expose the power that fear has on us when we allow ourselves to be afraid and then give strategy to break its influence on our lives. Let me say it again. The purpose of this lesson is to expose us to the power that fear has on us when we allow ourselves to be afraid and then give us strategy. Now, then, then give you strategy to break its influence over our lives. This time of season that we're in right now, time of year that we're in right now, our nation is now gearing up to promote Halloween. To promote how the nation, through, through the permission that our government allows, we're getting ready to witness the celebration <laughs> of Halloween. With this celebration, our nation 
has given consent to allow the demons to have a party. We live in a nation that has the right, the legal right, for demons to have a party. Demons publicly get a free day. They don't have to practice in the corner. Come on. They don't have to be in some remote place, some winding road. But they have a public right to have a party. With that public right, we as a nation have accepted the fact that it's okay to put people in fear. I watched the news the other day, and while I was watching some of the, I'm not a news watcher, y'all have to forgive me. I just don't, I don't, I don't care for the bad news. I, I, don't, I don't position myself. I can find out what's going on without sitting in front of the TV and listening to the news all the time. I can find out what I need to know. That's me. Now, you do whatever you want to do. You go ahead. But I heard the other day a spokesperson come on and share how healthy it is for us to have fear. I understood some of the perspective, but when you don't explain it fully, you leave people thinking, they, they take it in their conscious that fear is healthy. It's okay. Now, I'm not talking about reverential fear. I'm not talking about this reverence that we give towards God. I'm not talking about this respect that we give to God. I'm talking about this this. This thing that causes us to be frightened. This, this emotional trauma that causes us to withdraw and run. Fear. This emotional, what's the word I'm looking for? This, this, this emotional posture that causes my heart to beat outside of the rhythm that is designed to beat in, causing my blood to rush to different parts of my being, my head. Sending messages, communicating to me, uh, to my body, that this is not a time to stick around. Causing many heart attacks. Come on, come on. The Bible says that men's hearts fail them because of fear. But as a nation, we're being told that it's okay to give the devil a day. Stores gear up themselves yeah. with all kinds of articles. Yeah. Come on. All kinds of articles and paraphernalia and then these outfits. Yeah. 
that express, come on, the horror of demons. Are you all with me? This is the season that we're in right now. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. I was asking God, what, is it, what, what do you want me to say? The Spirit of God spoke to me and said, what we need to do is to break the influence of fear off of the people. Because many people are under the influence. Many look nice. We look well. We dress up nicely. We cover it up real well. We put our costumes on. Come on. We put our, st- our things on. Yeah, we do. We put our we put our, our, our costumes on. And we we look good in front of people. But when the right situation shows up, come on, when when the right moment shows, when the enemy comes in like a flood. When, 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 when Satan is given a day where he has free course to make presentation to us all, then here's what happens. Many times we look good on the outside, but we are shrinking on the inside. We are fearful. And watch this. The spirit of fear will make you draw back from the will of God. Because it's a spirit, but it's a spirit. It will make you draw back. God will promise you something. God will give you instructions, give us instructions to do something. But when the spirit of fear has its free course to run, then whatever it is that God called us to do, we will shrink away from it, draw back away from it, because that spirit has influenced. It may not have anything to do with my assignment, but when I have the spirit of fear on me, I will shrink from doing the will of God. Hallelujah. Under the influence. Demons are about to have a free party. Parents, let me say this. I know those of you who are from my era. We were permitted to go trick-or-treating. Amen. Church or no church. Come on. Some leaders, some pastors, back in the day, allowed their children to go trick-or-treating. Because after all, ain't nothing but candy. Nothing but candy. All children like candy. So we were allowed to go trick-or-treating. We got our bags. We put our mask on. We went out. Trick-or-treat. Knocking on doors. And then along the way, we found out they were starting to put, they, the, 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 the Satan baited us. Then he started putting razor blades and apples. Well, maybe not up here in Hartford, but down in Norway, where I'm from, they start putting razor blades and apples. Then they start pouring stuff in it, lacing the candy with stuff. Then there was some, trick or treat, the door opened, they invited the kids in the house, never to see the children anymore. Come on. Trick or treat. They baited us. Listen, today, even though it's a different day, the message is the same message. 
Don't let your children go out. Don't go to a store. Now, I know it's going to be quiet in the quiet section, but I'm going to, you know what, I've seen, I'm plowing through it anyway. Some of you, some of you sitting in here, you hear me, but you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. Because you had the freedom to go when you were a child, so now you're going to let them go too. I know some of you ain't going to listen, but that's okay. I'm going to talk to those who will listen. And hopefully the Spirit of God will, will tug the heart of many of you. Yes. Conviction will come. Because, because when you buy into it, watch this now. When you buy into this, you open yourself up. Now watch this now. You open yourself up. And whatever you are filled with influences you. Come on. Whatever fills you influences you. Paul was talking to the church at Ephesus, and he says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It's a message not about drinking wine, but it's a message on about what influences your life. And when we buy in to the spirit of fear, when we buy into what the enemy, because see, the enemy's not going to put fear out there for you. He'll put a piece of candy out there for you. He'll put something, he'll dangle a carrot in front of you to get you out there. And once you eat of it, come on, once you eat of it, then you will experience what it was all about. You will get the sensation. Come on. Just like you eat food, you get a sensation in your body. But when you eat of what the devil presents, you'll get a sensation in your spirit, in your mind, in your emotions, in your soul. You will get an experience there, a sensation there. And when we open ourselves to it, it is allowed and permitted to influence us. And many people are walking around in the body of Christ <laughs> declaring the name of Jesus filled with fear. And when we're filled with fear, we're living defeated lives. We want the will of God to happen. We cry for it to happen. We, we really do. We sincere, we're sincere about the will of God, but we're not getting any results in our lives because we have not closed the door of fear that has been opened. You remember what the scripture says, and give no place to the devil. Give no foothold to the, to the enemy. And many times we have opened the door. We got saints. Can I, can I share this? Can y'all handle this? We have saints in the body of Christ who, when it comes down to wanting God's best, and things are happening in our lives, that are contrary to God's best, then what we do is we cry, watch this now, we cry asking God to fix it. And we expect that our tears will move God. All right, let me, let me talk to those who are interested. I got a few people interested, so... <clears throat> Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what happens. Uh -huh. We start crying, and we feel the more overwhelmed we are uh -huh. emotionally, right, right. and the more tears we cry, uh -huh. that we will get God's attention, because he, he has to have compassion on me. Oh, the question is not whether he will have compassion. Right. 
The question is whether he will move for us. Many times he is compassionate, but he can't do anything because we are in fear. Okay. It's like in the courtroom, in the courtroom, in the courtroom, in the courtroom. Y'all remember the courtroom? Okay. You could be in the court sitting on the stand. Giving your testimony. And you start crying. And you get overwhelmed because they tried to get you. Because they tried to accuse you. They're trying to put you away. They're lying on me. They're not telling the truth. And you, and, you, and you go in. And you go in. Now watch this now. That does not influence the judge. You know, here's what the judge, the, the judge will ask you, you all right? <laughs> right? And if you're not all right, what will the judge do? He will have, call a recess. Why? So you can get it together. Because the courtroom is not a place for your emotions. It's not a place for you to emote, to try to influence the judge. Because the judge, is, is he, he has to govern himself by the laws. Not by your emotions. So if you're overwhelmed emotionally, let's take a recess. Come back in a half hour and get yourself together. Because your verdict is not going to be based, oh God, upon your tears. We're influenced by fear. Now, y'all with me? Okay. Just a few more moments. Now, let's look at the text. God is speaking to his people. And God starts off by talking about the strength and dominance of another nation. He talks about how strong another nation is and how that he permitted them to get victory. How many of you know that the devil can't do anything to you unless he is permitted? Okay, all right, let me tell, ask all. How many of y'all over here know that the devil can't do anything to you unless he is permitted? Yo. Sons of God showed up, made their presentation before God, and here comes Satan. Because the sons of God were angels in a spirit realm. They made a presentation to God. And so Satan... Spirit comes to. And he shows up. And, and then there is this going back and forth. He asked, God asked, where you, where you been? What's up? Why are you here? What's, what's going on with you? What's, what's going on with you? He's, he's saying, oh, I've been, you know, in the earth. Going to and fro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sound like Peter. Right. Seeking who I may victimize or devour. And then God says, have you considered 
my servant, Job. Everybody say, it's a setup. It is. It's a set. Have you considered my son? God was getting his attention away from the weak ones and getting, bringing him to the, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 because there, there are weak ones in the earth, and God will divert. He, he diverted Satan's attention away from the weak ones who he could get. And he said, have you considered my servant? Joke. And Satan fell for the bait. And then begins to have a dialogue with God about Job. <laughs> God set him up. God set him up. Job, and Satan said, okay, he, you got him protected. That's why. Okay, remove the hedge. We'll see who's in charge. God said, no problem. Just don't touch his life. That's mine. Smote him. Boils. Went through. Lost children. You know, you know the story. I'm not going to go through the story. You know all that? His ch- children died. One after another. His wealth, his cattle, all gone. Okay? Now what you going to do, Joe? Okay? He stands in his integrity. I'm, I'm not going to go there. Okay? He stands in his integrity. I'm not going to go there. Y'all, y'all get last week's. I'm not gonna go but my point is this. God, many times, is allowing situations to happen. And it seemed Habakkuk had the same issue, the prophet Habakkuk. He was mad with God because it seemed like God was allowing the enemies to win and triumph over the people of God. We praying before God complaining. God, I don't understand why you let this happen. And God responds to him not by necessarily answering his question or his complaint, he says, write the vision. Make it plain. (laughs) Chapter 1, Habakkuk the prophet complains. Chapter 2, God says, write the vision. God said, I have another plan. It seemed like the enemy is winning. But it looks like that because I permitted that to happen because, tell your neighbor, it's a setup. See, and in the process, wherever you see God allowing the enemy to seemingly win, it is a window. I see something by revelation. Can I let you in on it? I see a window that has, watch this now, it has an expiration date to it. In other words, It's confined within. In other words, God may allow something to happen just for a time. Because God already knows it's going to take about seven weeks for you to get where he wants you to be. So he will allow that thing, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He will put it in a certain window for you. He'll put it in a package because that package says seven weeks, you'll be what I need you to be. But you can't be what I need you to be unless you have the right pressure on you to become it. You can't manifest what I hid in you until you have the the right, come on, the right type of pressure on you. There is an expiration date. Tell your neighbor, there is an expiration date to it. Because God is controlling this moment. And he's just trying to get you and I 
ready and to a place that we need to be for next level ministry. So from your natural standpoint, it looks like the enemy is triumphing, triumphing over you. But the Bible says, the psalmist says, yea, yea, let none that wait on thee, Lord, be ashamed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So from the natural perspective, it looks like the enemy is winning. Then the psalmist said, let not my enemies triumph. Yeah, yeah, over me. It looks like they're winning, but God says in the beginning of chapter 41, Isaiah, I'm in control of this. Yeah, 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 they're winning. They look like they're winning. I'm allowing this to happen. He said, but I'm in control. He says, he goes, he says, hey, 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 Jacob. I cut covenant with your father, Abraham. He is my friend. (laughs) Abraham was a friend of God. He is my friend. And therefore, since he's my friend, you're my friend. He says, God says, don't worry. I'm gathering you from the nations. I'm calling you out from the places that you've been scattered into. I'm bringing you together. This is a gathering time. There is a call being made out to the body of Christ. And God says, don't worry, because the expiration date is just about here. I'm gathering you from the places you have been scattered into. The things that you've had to go through, the places you've been, the the places that you have migrated to. Oh, God, I'm gathering you to this place. Everybody say, this place. God is gathering us. Though we may have been scattered, though it seemed like our dreams are not coming true, though it seemed like things are not working like the way he said it's going to work, God says, I'm gathering you now. Gathering, watch this, gathering is a term for harvest. Which means that God allowed you to be scattered. You and I were like seeds being sown. Sown all over the place. We might have been in places because of our mistake, but your mistake is not God's mistake. God knows how to take your mistake and turn that thing around into a blessing. For the Bible says, y'all know what the Bible says. Come on, you know what it says. In in, in Romans chapter 8, for we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God to them who are the called according to his. The situation that we're in may not be a good situation. Hallelujah. But all things work out together for the good of them. For them. Y'all sit, 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 sit. Sit, sit. It may not look good, feel good, taste good, smell good. But it's working out for your Wait a minute, let it hold. Y'all, maybe, maybe we don't get it. You may have blown it real bad. I'm not talking about as a sinner. I'm talking about as a believer. You may have blown it real bad. Remember, God's talking to his people. 
who have blown it. But he had purpose. He already knew what he was going to do before it even happened. Before you even messed up, come on, before I even blew it, God had already a plan to get me out and redeem me from that situation. Hallelujah. I don't care how big it was. God already had a plan to redeem you, to buy you back. Hallelujah. So he still speaks to you as his own, even though you are far from him. Because there's an expiration date when all of that junk will be over. Many times, many, if I had time, I'd go into it. But God told the children of Israel through the leadership of Moses, the pastor, I had you, I allowed you to wander in the wilderness so that you can get to a place that you can humble yourself. I used it not against you, but I used it to help you. You remember he says, I'm the one that's going to help. Okay, okay. I used it to help you. I could have I could have had it work a different way, but I'm using it to Sometimes we need to be taught some things. Okay. Not that we not that we're not supposed to have other things, but we have to be taught how to live in this good land. So we may have been scattered for different reasons. Think about your life. And I've got to close. Think about your life. Think about the places that you found yourself in. Anybody ever been to a place you didn't know if you could get out or not? That you had gone so deep? No, no, for real, put your hands down. For real, for real. Anybody ever been to a place you wasn't sure how you were going to get out? You, wasn't, you didn't even know if you could. Matter of fact, you thought that you were not getting out. I'm talking about serious stuff. And somehow... We're sitting up in the house of God now. Somehow we got out. Somehow we got free. Somehow when we woke up the next morning, God had already made a way for us to escape. He had already provided a door. I had done all I could do to get out and couldn't get out. But when I popped my eyes open the next day. Hallelujah. Somehow, I, I can't even tell you how I got out. Ask David, interview David. He was in a horrible pit. The pit was too deep for him to jump out. The walls around were too slippery to climb out. So how did he get out? He didn't give us the details as to what he did to get out. But we do know that he surveyed his situation. And he understood that stinky places is the best fertilizer for growth. And so his testimony was, and he brought me up also. I don't know. He didn't say how. He just said he brought me up also out. Of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and established my going. 
What does that mean? That means I was in a slippery place before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm anchored. Yeah. Now I'm established. Yeah. Now I'm hooked in. Yeah. Now I'm locked in. Yeah. Now I'm plugged in. Yeah. I can't tell you how. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he did it. All I know is he did That's the blind boy. Come on, that's the blind boy who was born blind. They mocked him. They talked about him. Who sinned in your family, your mother or your father? He said, I don't know. All I know is one day I was blind and now I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I can't give you the details. All I know is I'm out. All I know is I got out. All I know is I got away. All I know is I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the gun backfired. I don't know why you still have a bullet lodged in your body and still alive. I, I can't tell you why you're still walking around. I can't tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't tell you how. I don't know how you got away. I don't know how it worked out for you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And let me give you the miracle of it all. Because many times we think God has to deliver us out of a thing for us to make it. But some of us still have stuff that we're living with and we're still making it. Because, yeah, 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 it's easy for God to deliver us out of, but what about delivering us in it? That's right, because some of us are in some stuff right now. We want to get out, but we can't tell you how we're still making it while we're in it. Hey, hey, it doesn't look favorable. It doesn't feel well, but I'm still eating. I'm still working. I'm still going, handling my business. I'm still alive. Because it's easy for God to deliver us out. But what about the miracle of being in it? Come on, come on. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm in it. There's stuff in me that's supposed to kill me. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, there is stuff working inside of your body right now. But God will not let it take you out. Do you know why? Because he said, I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. I will see you through this. I, 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 I. He says, I'm in control. I'm in control. Because he's still speaking. He's saying, I'm in control of this. Hallelujah. And you will not expire until your time to expire. Things, other things will expire before you will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on, let me hear you talk, Paul. What are you saying, Paul? Lord, take this thorn out of my flesh. Take this thing away from me. I prayed once. I prayed twice. I prayed three. Lord, take this thing away from me. And here's the Lord speaking. I'm not going to take it away. I'm going to give you grace for it. I'm going to give you a supernatural ability. I'm going to give you a supernatural power that will cause you to dominate that thing that's messing with you. Okay, 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 okay. Hallelujah! We're here today, we're here today to break the influence of fear off of your life. Hallelujah! I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the devil told you. I don't care what they're saying about you on the job. We're here today to break the influence of fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. God says you might be in it, but I'm calling you. I'm gathering you now. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. Can anybody hear God speaking to you right where you are? He said, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm gathering you now. Because your best day is about to show up now. Hallelujah. He says, don't even sweat it. He said, because I will help you. I'm going to help you. I will 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 help you, you, saith God. He says, fear not. Fear not. I will help you. Come on, lift those hands. Come on, come on, come on. Our help is here, folks. Come on, come on, come on. already written his name on you. You have already been inscribed in his hands. Thank you, Jesus. You're already on his mind.
drift further away from God. Instead of saying what we can't do, let's begin to say what we can do. pick this up next week. I'm going to tell you what happens. If you allow fear to continue to influence you, it will start off as a carrot, a piece of candy. Once you bite it and digest it, it will begin to affect your soul. You begin to feel a change gradually. Then you'll find yourself withdrawing and shrinking from things. Moving away from people, moving away from the will of God, the promises of God, moving away from prayer, moving away, moving, moving away from the word of God, from reading and studying, moving away from fellowship. Gradual, watch this now. And while you are isolated away from God, the Bible says that fear comes in and torments you. We're going to deal with that next week. Because fear will come in and start tormenting you. are being tormented right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Believers, yes. Torment is a taste of what hell will be like. You do not, oh, God, you do not want to live in torment. Because torment to destroy the works of the devil. And fear is a work of the devil. And we break its power now in Jesus' name. We command the freedom now. We command and we demand the freedom of each one. In the name of Jesus. Who is incarcerated behind the bars of fear. You know where we are. You know, at this very 
second. You know where we are. Not necessarily at the location of 750 Wethersfield Avenue, but you know where we are in proximity to our lives and you. You're calling just like you called Adam, but it's not like you don't know where we are. You're calling us so we can identify that we're not where we're supposed to be. said we were afraid and we hid ourselves. But Father, we're coming out of the shadows now of fear. We're walking out of the prisons of fear. We're walking out of the basements of fear. We're walking out of the chains of fear. We're breaking the fetters of fear. Hallelujah. And we're coming out. Coming out. Coming out. We're detoxing. We have been influenced, but we're detoxing now. We're detoxing in your presence. We're detoxing in your presence. Your spirit is flushing our spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your fire. Ah! Oh, yeah, yeah. Your fire. Burning the residue. Fear. Burning the chaff of fear.